one thing that I want to share about today, um, I had an email a couple of weeks ago from someone who's an initiate asking about prayer, asking about what to do with prayer. Uh, prayer was a big part of their life back before they were initiated. It was their way of communicating with God and spending time with God. And now that they're doing the meditation, it seems like we don't talk about prayer and what to do with all the things that normally people are asking of God in prayer for. Prayer is very important. Prayer is a vital action as well. It isn't soul liberating. It is soul awakening. It is soul focusing. But it isn't soul awakening and liberating itself. So prayer is a way of spending time with God and sharing with God, talking with God, and giving things up to God. And we have a lot of things in our daily life that we would love to be able to just give over to God and say, here, please handle this with me, handle this for me. What is this about? Give me clarity. There's a lot of things that we do in prayer. And we also pray for other people, asking blessings and light and healing for others. So do spend time in prayer, but don't make your prayer time a part of your meditation time. The meditation time, we ask that you spend as much time as you can in meditation, focusing on the sacred name and letting that sacred name come alive inside of you, whether it's an hour long or two and a half hours long. If you're going to spend time in prayer, which I think is very vital and very good to do, I, I did it all my life. Starting as a child, prayer was my action, and then I moved it into meditation as well. So prayer is a way by which to talk with God, to share with God your daily events, what's going on in your life, what are your concerns, what are your fears, what are your worries, what are your complaints. And God doesn't mind complaining. Go ahead and complain to God. He'll listen. And he'll assist you in all these things, even the complaints. My, my way of doing it is I always laid everything at God's feet. I would come to God. I would share with God what my concerns, what my worries, what things were going on in my life. What did I not understand? How to do this? Should I move this way? And I just laid it all at God's feet saying, I do not have the answer, and I know I do not have the answer. And so I look to you, who is the answer, to share with me, to give me clarity, to give me understanding, so that I can move in a way which will align with my soul's flow and my soul's loving. So prayer is important. Give yourself time every day, if prayer is a part of your life, to spend time in prayer and give it up to God. I allow, Now I always say, I just lift it up to God. I give it up to God, all these things. And I still pray in my own way. I don't have a formal prayer as I used to have, but I do pray every day, giving things up to God, asking God to come and be involved in certain situations, 
however that might be. And one of the things I start out with every day is I ask to be surrounded and filled and guided by God and bring clarity and understanding to me that I might understand better that which I am as a soul and how that soul is to live in this world. And asking that of God every day, God will bring it to you. It's every day though, every day, just like meditation, every day, ask of God, be with God, share with God, and then sit down and meditate and wake up to God. Meditation will wake you up, prayer will not. Prayer is an outer focus. Meditation is an inner focus. And so by doing the inner meditation, then you're going to waken up to the truth of who you are. There may be a day through your action of meditation that you will not need to pray. You will not want to pray. And that would be important. So prayer is one thing and meditation is another. Spend time each day in, in both actions if that works for you. But don't make prayer your meditation time. Make prayer your prayer time. And then, if you want to, move on into meditation or meditate at another time. By meditating, you are going inside and you are waking up to the truth of who you are. Now, in meditation, it's different from prayer. We're not focusing the mind. We're not using the mind to speak to God, to share with God. We're really and truly going beyond the mind. In meditation, you lift up. You lift up, 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 above all that is of this world. And the mind and the unconscious is a part of that. So you have to allow yourself to go through all these different levels and components of self in the physical world and rise up into that which is your soul. And for most part, we have not experienced that. Not until we really are spending time in meditation and going within and waking up to the truth of who we really are as soul. And it's different. It's very different from the components and the parts of ourselves that are in the world. The world is noisy, it's disturbing, it's distracting, it's loud, it's ever going, just as the mind does not shut up. The world is ever moving, ever doing, ever taking us out of ourselves and out into the world. But when we get into that which is the soul, it's quiet, it's peaceful, it's still. And when we get into that place, sometimes we don't really understand where we are. And we think that quiet and that stillness is a part of the nothingness of the unconscious, but it's not. It truly is a different place. And if we can go into that quiet and into that stillness, that's where we're going to discover greater parts of ourselves as soul. It's in the stillness that we hear. It's in the stillness that we see. It's in the stillness that we feel the truth of soul, the truth of God, the truth of spirit. 
And it is, takes time to adjust to moving into that new level of consciousness, awareness, beingness. And really it's more beingness than consciousness. It's being in the stillness that we begin to really know the truth. Be still and know that I am God. Is <clears throat> something many teachers have said over these centuries. Be still and know that I am God. Know that I am that I am. Allow yourself then not to look, look and try to find experience in your meditation through the mind. And the mind will do that. The mind will say, well, if you're not going to let me focus on the world and all the problems of it and everything, then let me take the mind and put it to use and let's see what we can find in meditation. The mind will not find anything in meditation because there's nothing in meditation for the mind. The mind can only go up to the level of mind and not beyond it. It cannot go beyond itself. So it cannot even go into the unconscious and really be aware of what unconsciousness is. And it cannot definitely go into soul and experience soul and spirit and God. So you, the soul, have to wake up and begin to experience for yourself that which is beyond the physical levels of consciousness. And that can take time. And that's where patience is very important to bring forward in the time of meditation. To be patient, and it takes time to wake up and know the truth of who you are. And to wake up and know and be peaceful with the stillness, the quiet. But in that stillness and in that quiet, there's a greater experience to be had. And it may just be that it's the loving that comes forward. And it may just be the peace that comes forward. Or it may be that you do begin to wake up and have soul experience, spiritual experience, which is very different than the existence in this world. So allow yourself to have a different experience in meditation than you have in the world. Don't take the world experience and expect it to manifest itself the same way in spirit. It doesn't. It does not. It's different. So allow yourself to begin to move into that difference and into that quiet and discover for yourself what's there for you. It may just be stillness. It may just be quiet. It may just be peaceful. And your mind may not understand that or grasp it or know what to do with it. And the mind may start trying to distract you back down into itself and go, well, there's nothing happening. So you're not meditating. There's nothing happening. But it is. The greatest thing is happening, which is you are waking up truly into the soul. Go into the nothingness. Go into the quiet. Go into the peace. Go into that stillness. For in that is where God dwells. 
In that is where you wake up to know the truth of who you are as soul. And you will. And how you will, I don't know, because it's different for everyone. For some, they see the purple light, the blue light, the white and the gold light. And they follow that light. And they let the light come in and flood them and live within them. And for others, it sounds. Remember, this is a path of sound and light. So it could be light tinkling bells. It could be birds chirping. It could be a guitar playing or a violin or a harp. It could be the wind blowing. The sound of the wind is a very, very high spiritual sound. And it can be a bell, a lone bell ringing. For whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. And truly, that lone bell is the call of your soul, the soul calling you home. So if you hear the inner sounds, <coughs> and there's a lot more sounds than what I just described, then listen to those sounds and let the sounds pull you, lead you, and take you higher and higher and higher. And as you go higher up, the sounds will change, leading you through the different levels of the soul and the spiritual realms. And then you may not see and you may not hear anything. And you may just be in that stillness. But the stillness, God says, is the greatest of them all. To just be still and know that I am God. In that stillness is everything. In that stillness, you will discover what true love really is. The loving that is you in God and God in you. And in that stillness, you will discover what oneness is in God in a way that you might never experience otherwise. And yes, you come out of meditation, you go, well, nothing happened today except for that stillness again, that quiet. But that's where it really can happen. We want to learn to live as a soul to live as that spiritual being that we are. And that spiritual being does not have thoughts and concerns and involvements in the world or through the mind. It is letting go of the mind and rising above it. And there's something really quite beautiful about rising above this body consciousness and this mind that just holds on to us and does not want to let go. But when we can begin to rise above it, we begin to find that all of those lessons, all of those karmas, all of those involvements and entanglements of the world begin to just drop away. And they drop away because, as I said earlier, the mind cannot go above itself, nor can the emotional mind, nor can the imaginational mind go above its own realm. It can go down into the lower realms below it, whatever it is. The mind can go down into the emotions, into the imagination, and into the body. 
but it cannot go above itself. And so when you as soul rise above all those, they drop away. And all the entanglements and the karmas and the lessons that they are involved with drop away. Drop away. And you leave them behind if you're smart. <laughs> and I say that because some of us aren't that smart. We will rise above them and then we'll go, oh, oh, what about this? What about that? I forgot. I've got to worry. I've got to take care of people. I've got to... Don't drop back down into all of that. Just stay up above these physical realms and stay focused into God and be at peace and let all that other just melt away because those are illusions. They are not even real. We think they are only because they're the tangible things we've been holding on to all these years. But they're not real. And the more we can let go of them each day, we're going to find that they just melt away. And eventually they're not even a part of our consciousness or even a part of our lives. We'll find other people that are a part of that illusionary entanglement just dropping away. They'll walk away, they'll drop away, they won't be in our consciousness, we won't want to be involved with them as we are in the physical world. And that is something that is very beautiful. And all of a sudden you find your attitudes are changing, not because you're working on attitudes changing, but because you're letting them drop away. <coughs> you're not making them important anymore. And you begin to transform. You begin to change. And you become more that spiritual being that you are rather than the physical. And life gets simpler and quieter and stiller just as your meditations do. So give yourself each day Time to pray if that is a part of your life, your spiritual journey. Prayer is a part of the spiritual journey because it's our way of learning how to talk with God and share with God and give things up to God and ask for God's assistance in all that we are turning over to Him, sharing with Him. And I say Him because it's just the way the world works. God is not a him or a her or an it even. God is. And that is the truth of it. And it is when you move into that isness of God that you'll understand that more clearly. So make prayer a part of your daily action if that is really important to you. And then give time, an hour two hours, two and a half hours, or more to your meditation. And give yourself an opportunity and the time to truly wake up. Wake up, wake up. And that means wake up to the soul, wake up to the spirit, wake up to that stillness, wake up to that quiet, wake up to that peace. And then don't look back down and go to sleep. 
Don't look down and go into the mind and get caught up in it again. Keep looking up. Take your meditation and become a living meditation. That's what an initiate does. You become a living meditation. So after you finish your meditation and you open your eyes and you get up, you take the meditation with you wherever you go. You live from the place of the seat of the soul and above. You live from that place of the stillness and the quiet and the peace and the joy that is found there in that meditation. And you take it into the world, not living through the mind. You live from here. This is who you are, and this is where you're going to be living from now. And it's a very different approach to life. And you only find it and live it and understand it on your own. I can't share it. I know how I did it. I know how it is for me. I know when I'm not looking up here, I know it. It's not so pleasant. But if I'm living from up here and looking upwards to God, it is peaceful, it is quiet, it is joyful. Because God is all that and so much more. It's the purest state of loving and beingness that you can be in. And so pay attention to your meditation. If you're letting the mind still run rampant in your meditation, you're trying to figure this out, who is this, why am I doing this, what was the karmas of this, what was my past lives, <coughs> give that up because that's not meditation. That's just the mind playing on itself once again within you and you getting caught up in it. Be still and know that I, the soul, am God. Be still. Those sacred names are a means by which to move into the stillness. By chanting those sacred names daily or chanting the hue or the anahue daily, in your meditation, you are allowing yourself to truly go in and up and wake up to the truth of who you are. And you're going to find that those names, whether it be the initiate's names or the Anihu or the hue, will take you into the stillness because that's what they are meant to do. They carry a vibration that will move you right into the center of your own soul and into the very center of that stillness within, if you will allow it. And the way you allow it is not to give focus to the down and out, not to give focus to the mind and the emotions and the concerns and the worries and the threats of the day. <coughs> wake up, wake up. And don't go back to sleep. Don't go back into that downward gaze and get caught up in the mind and let the mind trap you once again. And it will. It's going to call on you. It's going to say, well, we've got to worry about this now. We've got to take care of this now. You're obligated. Come on. Be down here and do this. You want to stay up here. You want to live your life from here. The more you can live from here the more you're going to live in that peace and that joy. And it's not the kind of joy that you're going to just be laughing and, and being the joy of the world 
but it's a quiet joyfulness, a quiet peacefulness, a loving presence that you live by and that you know is you. And the more you begin to choose into that daily, the easier it will be to live through the life of the day in the world. The world's going to do what it's going to do. It is not going to stop. The world will always be a place of separation, of fear, of anger, of frustration, and so much more. Because that is how the Lord of this creation, the lower realms, created it to be. And instead of love, he puts out fear as the energy by which he has created and by which this world moves. So if you find yourself getting caught up in the fear of the day, let go of it. It's not going to serve you. And it's not going to awaken you into soul. Let go of the fear and choose back into the looking upward, into the loving, into the seat of the soul, and beyond, into God. Choose into God. Choose into loving. And know the peace that is you. It is you. You are the loving. You are the peace. You are the joy of God. And God needs you to wake up into that, to live God more into all of the creations where we are. We are the instruments of God, expressing God in every place that we go. And if we can live the godliness of who we are into our daily life, God moves in the world. It's that simple, even though at the mind it is complicated. The mind does not understand stillness. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, know that. The mind does not know stillness. The mind does not do stillness. The mind does not do quiet. The mind does not do peaceful, because that is not its nature. So if those are the elements of life that you want in your life, meditate and wake up and know the truth. And it's a gradual process. You don't sit down and meditate and then you get up and go, okay, I've done it. It is a gradual process to get you to where you really are truly living the fullness of who you are as soul. So give yourself some time in the process. And this is the realm of time, and there's all the time in the world. So give yourself time to truly wake up and know that it does take time. And when I say it takes time, I mean it. It can take years for a soul to truly wake up into the fullness of itself. But if you will give yourself that time and that focus, 
you will find that truly you will wake up into soul and beyond, and you will know who you truly are, and you will know where you're going. It's not your destiny. It's your truth. It's the truth of who you are and the truth of where you, the soul, live right now. Your soul lives in the soul realm. And your soul is looking <coughs> to be free of the entrapment of this world. It has gotten caught up in the mind, and the mind holds it in prison. And it's for us to make our way out of that prison and to liberate the soul once again so that the soul can look up. The soul is caught up in looking down into this world through the mind. <clears throat> and the soul is ever trying to break free of that. But it takes us, the awareness in the soul, to do the work to free it. Once the soul gathers its energy and moves up into the soul realm, letting go of all those elements of the, the realms below, the soul immediately looks up. And it, because it knows where its true home is, and it looks up and says, get me home, get me home now. And it begins the journey upward. But it can take a while for a, the soul, at the seat of the soul, to gather all that element of the soul that has been anchored into the physical consciousness, in the body, in the imagination, in the emotions, in the mind, and in the unconscious. We have to collect all that which is of the soul essence and bring it up here to the seat of the soul. And then, when the soul has collected all of itself here, it does look up and it does begin the journey of liberation. So in the time elements, it takes time for that to all happen. But every time you meditate, and every time you're focusing on this sacred name, and every time you're looking up to God and not looking down to the world, you are drawing those elements of the soul up to yourself here at the seat of the soul, you the soul. And you're the one that liberates you. Brian and I don't liberate you. You do the work and you liberate your soul. But we lay out the guidelines to help you to do that in a way that will truly work for you. This isn't make-believe. This isn't fantasy. This is a true path that has been here on the earth for souls all these eons of time that conscious mind of man has been here. So do the work. And find in that the peace and the quiet and the simplicity of this life that the spiritual journey offers. And give it time. Give it time. It's not going to happen in six months. It's not going to happen in a year. It's going to happen over time as you do the work. The work is the meditation. The work is focusing on God. The work is ever loving God and allowing God to love you. And that's a big one too.
the mind and the worldly consciousnesses feel unworthy of God's love. And really, at some levels, they don't even believe that there is a God to love them. And to them, it is just a waste of time to focus on that. But we ask you to spend time in your meditation every day as you're chanting to focus your loving with God, share your loving with God, and opening to receive God's loving. And I tell you, that is a key factor in all of this. And you're going to move through your doubts and your fears and your unworthiness and whatever else comes up about receiving God's love. Because I'm not doing it right, I'm still doing these things in the world, whatever it is. God doesn't worry about that. God isn't concerned about what you're doing in the world, believe me. Even Paul in the Bible wrote, it's not what you do with the body, it's what you do in the body that matters. And that's what we're doing. We're doing in the body. We are doing in meditation, in the body, that work to liberate the soul. It doesn't matter what you do with the body outside. What matters is what you do inside. If you can remember that, and if you can do that, then you truly are on the path of liberation. And this path of liberation is the very vital, a very loving, a very dynamic place. And yet, in the world, it looks very quiet and still and nothing in many ways. So do truly focus on liberating the soul collecting all that is of the soul back into itself so the soul can finally turn around and look up and go back through the soul realm and back into the spiritual realms and into the very heart of God itself. That's our journey. That's our direction, inward and upward, back into the very heart of God. That's the only direction that we truly can go. We've gone down and out. There's not much more to go down and out to. It's now just stay stuck in the down and out and suffer under all of that, whatever the world has to offer us. Or we can look inward and upward and waken to the truth and let go of the illusion and live the truth more and more each day. So I invite you to do your prayers. I invite you to spend time every day in prayer. And in prayer, think of others as well. Not just about, oh, please help me with this, help me with that, get rid of this person, get help here. Think of others. Be of a divine service in your prayer by asking God's loving for others, asking God's healing with others, asking for God's assistance with others. Because there's a lot of people around you 
that are looking for help. And as you're waking up into your meditation, God is listening more clearly to you because of your focus and because of your awakening. And you truly can ask, and God will extend that grace to others, just as it has been extended to you. It may be looking different in that extension of grace and action, but it is extended. I have witnessed it over and over in my life. And I know through my own experience that it's true for everybody. And I tell you what, when you begin to ask for others in your prayer, things change. They really do change. And your meditations can even change because of that focus of looking to help others. It's really quite something. So go and experiment with all of this. And be okay if your meditations seem like there's nothing happening. Because then you are in that place of peace and stillness and quiet and loving. And what did God say but be still and know? So let that stillness be where you begin to know God in the fullness that is spiritual in nature. And it's different. It's subtle, it's quiet, it's peaceful. It's not loud and big bangs and demonstrations of expression and beingness. So learn how to live in that newness of spirit, that true nature of spirit. It's different than the world. And so allow yourself to live the true nature of your own being. You are a spirit. And in that spirit is the truth that sets you free. All right. I think that takes care of it for today. That was a lot. I'm sure you'll want to listen to that again. Because <laughs> I said a lot, and it takes a while to maybe grasp everything that was said. 